fellow SHC alumni, welcome to the podcast All About You, where we get to reflect on the days at high school to the people you are today. Our podcast, Dear Me From The Past, reunites old friends and classmates from the cherished or cringe days in the valley. I'm your host, Sandra Hanlon. So you've got a daughter who's a very, very um, emotive during those early, well, during her teenage years. Yes. Um, how did that impact your relationship with her? We've always been really close. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe in some ways I definitely know she never was be a hundred percent honest with me about how she felt about things. Yeah. Or how she was feeling. I wasn't an open door all the time for her to come and tell me because my my understanding or my and this isn't an excuse, it's more just some context my thought process around that kind of stuff was like you just you just pull up your socks and you keep moving like you just don't let shit get shit get to you and that's not the greatest way to parent um to minimize their feelings or their experiences or you know what they're going through so I think that she confided more in her friends and stuff Mm -hmm. like that rather than um in me which is really sad but at the same time, we have a much stronger relationship now that she can be honest with me and she's told me those things and that kind of mm. stuff. So. She's 22, 23? 23. Yeah, 20, she just turned 22. Okay. In March. Um, she's living at home with me because well, she's at uni. She's going to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist oh. and she's going to do something. And so she's doing psychology and um that doesn't surprise me (laughs) doesn't surprise me at all oh she's smarter than i am she's Mm. a million times smarter than i am um but she can't control her emotions so haha no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) she's a 10 but (laughs) (laughs) pretty much nah um no she's she's got a, a fantastic therapist who pretty much saved her life yeah and um She's got medication and she's working her way through how she navigates life mm. um, with her with her mental disorder and everything. And yeah, so she she's she's going to be great at whatever she ju- she does. And when she she's writes just, that book about her relationship with her mother, how are you going to feel about that? <laughs> I'm going to be fine. You're like, I'll yes. take <laughs> one of one of my best qualities in the whole wide world that's got to me probably furthest is the ability to to take accountability of my own actions has there been a shift and I'm, I'm saying this because it's kind of happened with my mother but has there been a shift in the dynamics of the relationship between you and your mother um to the point of like you were a child and you know she supported you but now it it goes from that stage of equality and then it flips over to where you become more than what the image of your mother was you know during the years you grew up has that happened at all between me and my mum or between yeah, me between, and Bree? Between your, you, you and your mother. Oh, mum and I have a really complicated relationship. Um, we can't live together. Mm. Like we, I had to, you know, even though she was so great with Bree when she was little, it was still her and I, it was like both Bree and I were both children and she was looking after us. I wasn't ever seen as an adult. I still don't think to this day she a hundred percent sees me as an, as an adult. Mm. Um, I just don't think that, yeah, I just don't think she has the capacity to realize that I'm 40. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, so that, and maybe that dynamic will shift. I don't know. Mm. I never presume to really think I know what anyone's thinking. I just still see my mum as my mum and we still fight and I can still rack her up no end. Like, Mm. if you said to me today, put your mum in a bad mood, I'd be able to say about three things and she would just lose her mind. Really? Um. Yeah, because I and maybe that's because I st- maybe I still act like a child. I don't know if it's if it's a me problem mm. or if it's a her problem. Well, but they the say that children now... act up with their mothers, <laughs> so maybe it never yeah. stops. Maybe it doesn't. I can still get her to buy me stuff at Briscoe's if, if we go shopping, <laughs> and I'm forty. Briscoe's, gosh. I um, I have the total opposite. My mother was my role model for my whole life, you know, and then recently she comes to me for advice. And I'm kind of oh, like, wow. I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know. She's like, I'm thinking about retiring. What are your thoughts? And I'm like, uh, yeah, look, make yourself, like, whatever. What makes you happy? What are you going to do in your spare time? Keep active. Um, mm. And she's like, oh, I was thinking of doing a side hustle, like a business online. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. What are you, you know, we have those conversations. So once a week we have a really productive conversation um, well, she sold her house recently and she's like, what do you think if we do this? And I'm like, look, it's great. And I give her that feedback. So it's definitely, the dynamics has definitely shifted. Which yeah. Is- I mean, I, when you put it like that, I suppose you're right that, that, that is, that is exactly like mum and I, uh, do talk about adult topics, you know, mm-hmm. like if she, if she, and she would come to me for advice. Um, what she would probably completely ignore and do whatever she wants anyway. Um, but even like, so her and I are supposed to be going to Europe this year mm-hmm. in September. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never traveled overseas. Like I've it's gone your first nowhere. time. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. my first time. So we do, why not? Why not the first time for an OEB with your mum? Of course. Um, but I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah, you, so you, you need like, to get onto it because it's like, it's July yeah. today. <laughs> oh, I know. We had to make sure that I lived through my surgery. Like if yeah, I died, it would have been a waste of tickets. So, yeah. um, yeah, so we're planning all of that, but I don't know. She's like, should we stop over in Singapore? I'm like, sure. Well, it's a good what way to I know, there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, and the, but the thing is, so she knows all of that stuff and I'm just like, Hey, look, just tell me where to put the money and I'll do that. Yeah. You just, you just book it, travel lady. Um, but yeah, so in some ways I can be quite childlike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I could sit down and research it and do all this and have my own suggestions, but then I, but it could be childish or it, I could be lazy. I'm not sure which one it is. In your professional life, do you have to demonstrate those kind of organized behaviors on a regular basis? Yeah. My, I am have, yeah. hyper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the flip side. You've it's, It can't yeah. be a full-on professional, and this is just my opinion, obviously, but I find it really difficult to be professionally and personally on the ball. Like as, as motivated and onto it as I am at work, my home life goes to shit. Like my desk, if I was at work, I, I don't have a desk anymore because I'm kind of um, uh, mostly hybrid, but it had to be perfect, like the right pen, the, everything had to be in order. You had to have everything you needed to do a really good job at, at work. At yeah. home, God, I'm a messy bitch. Like, I mm. don't give a fuck. I can have a week's yeah. washing and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll do it another day. Oh, like, God, <laughs> no, nah, that'll, 
that would drive so <laughs> I I guess I so I'm probably slightly better than you. I'm hyper organized with cleaning my own life, the day to day running of the household, all of that stuff. But anything to do with like renovations or anything like that, like I couldn't even pick the colors of our walls. I was oh, like, see, I, I love that. I love nah. that stuff. I can tile my. Sorry, the last project I did was um, I tiled my laundry. And my husband's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, oh, she's going to start it and not finish it. And that motivates me to fucking finish that and do a really good job yeah. or something around the house they'll do. But I, I love that kind of stuff. But I hate cleaning up my mess afterwards. Like, I'm like, can you put that away? Can you? I'm tired. <laughs> it's kind of like. <laughs> but I think. Whereas, <laughs> but that's not why you find the the person who's the opposite to you, right? Like oh, Jeff's yeah. a builder. He loves he loves doing all the renovations. That's what he's out there doing now. He's building steps to something. I don't know what. We'll, I'll find out later. <laughs> yeah. And um, but you know, like when we were choosing carpets and tiles and paint, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You just choose. He was like, I just don't think you're a normal woman. And I was like, What the fuck is a normal woman? Yeah. Tell me. And, give me the. <laughs> yeah. Let's have this argument at the at the flooring store. Yeah. yeah. Um. And because I was like, I just don't care. I was like, okay, my ideal carpet, I accidentally spilled coffee. I can't see the stain. That's yeah. my ideal carpet. Dark, dark, yeah. I, look, yeah it, and It's stressful. It's really, really stressful. And I think when we built this house, it was probably the worst time. Like it was so we, – we argued about – because we have different design concepts. My husband's much older. He likes everything clean lines and perfect. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, put a personality in there. Like put some – you know, flair in there. So we had like he was in charge of outside and I was in charge of inside and I was very disappointed in the inside because his outside's fantastic. Um and people comment <laughs> on the backyard and I'm like, well I fucking helped. I'm like <laughs> I dug some holes. I'm pretty sure I painted that. <laughs> I point out the two things I did out of the hundred in the backyard. But the inside funny, eh? a challenge. Gosh. And so how yeah. long have you and um your yeah. partner been together? Jeff been together? Yeah, so five years. Yeah. So I got married to someone I should have never married. Are we talking about Um, Nick? Is that Nick? No, no, no. So there was Nick, who's Bree's father. We broke Mm -hmm. up while I was still pregnant. I couldn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I was like, who's going to stay with? You know, like, I was going through trying to sit bursary, trying to make sure that I still finish school, mm-hmm. trying not to let the school know that I was pregnant because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, I just didn't want this, I just didn't want Sister Valerie to fucking know. Was she still there? Um, was Sister Valerie yeah, still there? Yeah, she was still there. And, oh, my God, Brie went to Sacred Heart as well. And I went to <laughs> Brie's prize giving, and that fucking old bat was there, was she, at the prize so she's giving. she's still alive. I don't know if she's still alive now. I don't like keep up with her social media or so anything. So you don't but... have you don't have good memories of Sister Valerie. No, nah, that do you I got in so much trouble at school. Did you? All the for time. For being pregnant yeah. or just for being you? No, just for being myself. Like you were a smart ass. I <laughs> Yeah. I was constantly in her office being told yeah. that I was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um that it's you can't distract everyone else in school. There mm. can't be boys from St. Pat's showing up here during school time. Was asking Nick from St. Pat's? Yeah, but that wasn't him. So when I was 
much younger, like all my friends from primary school were always boys mostly. Mm, Like all the guys on my street and stuff. And they would just, if St. Pat's had a half day, they'd be like, we're coming to pick you up from school. We'll just tell the office that we need to get you. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I get called down to Sister Valerie. She goes, your boy crazy. You're going to end up pregnant. And I was like, what? I'm not. These are just my friends. Like, I would love. I, oh, my God. I So I saw Sister Valerie at the airport with my son. He was eight at the time. So oh she was God. with her little group of sisters and she walked up to me and she goes, hello. I was like, oh, Hi. my God, she recognized you. <laughs> my sister Valerie. And I was, she was like, how are you? And I was like, yeah, really good, thanks. I was on the way back to Tauranga because we lived there then and my son comes up and walks up to us. And she's like, is this your son? I was like, yeah, this is Isaac. He's eight. And she's like, oh, I remember. Because I had a great experience with her. So I, do you, know, do you remember when Miss Bobias went missing that time? Like she was the counsellor and then she was gone. No, I had well, no was, idea what happened to her. So the, I think it has something to do with me. I'm not 100% sure, but she knew I was pregnant. And the next thing I know, I'm called into Sister Valerie's office. Yeah. Did you and get kicked out of school because of I it? I didn't, know. So she was very, oh. she's like, oh, look, you, you should have come and told me. I was like, because oh, this was the, before the Japanese trip, because we already paid the deposit, go to Jap- Japan, and, my, and then I was pregnant. Oh, and, my right. mom, and my mum had to go, you're not going to Japan. I was like, but why? She's like, because you're fucking pregnant. <laughs> But anyway, Sister Valerie, um, she would say, why would I kick you out? What hope would that child have if I kicked you out? I was like, mm. oh, so you didn't let me stay? She's like, yep. So she gave, like, there were times when I had rung in sick uh, due to the first trimester, and she's like, oh, no, you can come and work in the sick bay. Mm. She had the teacher bring my work to the sick bay, and I had to sit there sick and do my work. And then she, I asked her, oh, can I have a lift pass? Because our form class was up the top. It's like, no, exercise is good for the baby. <laughs> And then she God. bought me, she gave me my bigger uniform. She's like, hey, you know, your skirt's getting a bit tight, so here's another uniform for you. She was fantastic. She, oh, yeah. see, I, I did not want any of them to know. Yeah. One teacher knew, and all my mum did to my uniform, because it was going into summer, and you could wear your shirt yeah. out and stuff like that, and no one really noticed, just sewed a big, like, cut my uniform and just sewed this a less um like stretchy fabricy shit through it yeah. in grey and I just didn't go to school prize giving so I was like nah because I have to tuck in my shirt and wear my school blazer and I can't do that. Wow. Um so I just got excused but I remember I was sitting in calculus in seventh form. I had the worst morning sickness. I vomited my way through every class until 10 a.m. I don't know how they didn't know. Maybe they didn't just didn't say anything. But I'd be like, uh, just leave and go to the bathroom to spew. Yeah. Um, and then I think at about 11, I would come right and I'd be okay. But then I got acupuncture and it cured it. I got a little bit of nausea. Acupuncture cured morning sickness. It was crazy. I would have never believed that if, unless I tried it myself. What were your teachers like, though? Did any of them know? Because I know, Miss, yeah, I mean, three of the teachers bought me presents. Oh, what? <laughs> I had such a different experience. I, I did not. I was not telling any of them. Yeah, I was like, nah, you're just going to be judgmental and horrible, and I don't want to tell you. I had presents, and I, I had, um, like, my form teacher, Miss Ford, gave me a present. Um, 
finished because I finished. I I had school C and then I had Isaac three weeks before we had sixth form. And I re- I remember being in because we had sex ed class at sixth form and we were sitting in yeah. the class and Kate Belch is laughing her fucking ass off because she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world because they're talking about babies are born and all this other shit and she's sitting there like cackling because they're like, mate, you're late. You should have been here a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fail already because we've got you're a like, number of oh, <laughs> You're like, oh, that's what I should have done. <laughs> Fuck. And Kate's like, do you want to teach the class, Sandra? I was like, Fuck you, Kate. <laughs> um, God. God, it was just, it's a funny time. I'm so, I, I'm so surprised two years later and you're sitting in the same situation as me and the experience is totally different. Well, I figured because I got pregnant in August, it was only like four months until mm. we finished school. So I was like, nah, fuck yeah, I'm not telling anyone. Like, it, it's, it was, yeah, I just didn't see any, I didn't see me gaining anything from mm. everyone knowing and people talking. Although in saying that, all the students knew and there was, some people decided to stay, say things. There was this girl, um, that, oh, her name was Amanda. She was like two years younger than us. And she was walking behind me in the corridors and she said something to me. So I grabbed her by her hair and stuffed her in a locker and locked the lock. You bully. Fuck her. Don't talk to me. Pregnancy hormones. Yeah. 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 Fight me. Well, you can't. You're stuck in a locker now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> volatile teenagers man I think oh, oh. God, we were cruel and I can't even um when I remember the way school was I'm kind of we were when I try and describe school to people in Australia I um people think it like that's not a school I was like oh yeah we had a music building and music was compulsory for you know a couple of years but like what the fuck I'm like yeah I learned Japanese and people learn German and French and here you learn Indonesian and that's oh, wow. there's not there's no choice there. So I didn't realize how privileged we were to even have the school that we went to. The choice, yeah, because it was a fantastic school. Um, I am the thing is, like, unless I talk to people about it, I don't remember fuck all of it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember snippets of things, and but other than that, I don't remember like specific experiences. I can remember the seventh form common room. Mm-hmm. Was it just I a classroom? Re- <laughs> yeah. It was like that first classroom yeah. and it always smelled like fucking two-minute noodles or something. <laughs> um, I remember bringing Isaac to school one day. You guys were in the common room. I think he was two, maybe two. Yeah, he probably was two. Um, and seeing that classroom, I was like, oh, look, for all these years we waited and this is what you yeah. got, like the micro yeah. two microwaves and that was not clean. and Oh, it was grim. But yeah, I don't, I don't have, but my memory's shocking anyway, like, yeah. even like my childhood and stuff like that. So it is really, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was interesting. Do you the remember? Bits I do remember. Yeah. Do you remember that phone in the lobby that used to ring? Like people outside the school would be able to ring into the school with that bloody phone. And then um, people used to hang out there waiting for their friends to ring at a certain time. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> what phone? So there was a phone in the lobby. It was like, you know, where the – lobby? Like, so you know where the form classes – oh, sorry, where the um, 
homeroom was the room where you, seventh formers got whatever it was called oh yeah the common room yeah the common room so the common room and then there was like the doorway and then the doorway there was like a little lobby around the corner before you walked into the building and the tuck shop was at the back there was like one of those telstra phones and oh. as soon as we got the phone number literally was the only way we communicate with our friends outside of school <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No, maybe I just didn't have any friends to call. <laughs> well, the locker rooms, like even lockers, people, they don't have lockers in schools these days. Like my, um, and we used to have lockers and we used to have that call. Sister Valerie's coming. We all put that, you know, blazer on or our jersey over the top of our shirt because we couldn't wear a tie without a blazer, without a shirt or your gray tie. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. And then well, honestly. Things that are fucked up from college or schools in general. Why do you do singing? Like, okay, imagine if you started a job. Okay, you start a brand new job and they're like, okay, so here you go. Here's your manual about your job. And here's the workplace song that we sing every day. Imagine. And you had to learn a song for your workplace. That I just think singing was the most fucking sh- weirdest thing. And we spent <laughs> so much time doing it. We so did. Much we practiced. Time. We practiced for yeah. church to sing. I can imagine, like, do you remember, what's that place in Puritua where we had the fruit singing on the top of the shelves? Big set? No. Oh, Food Town? That would be food your town. company song. Those <laughs> yeah, fruit singing. Be. That's unbelievable. It's, but you know, I'm, I kind of, oh, I can't even comprehend that. And I. But did you know it's a Catholic school thing? Yeah, absolutely. So I've asked friends. I've asked friends who went to public school because I, I don't. For so I was singing "Girls of the Sacred Heart" at what at some point for something. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, and they were like, "What do you mean? What do you mean you had a school <laughs> song?" And I was like, "What do you mean you didn't? Didn't you have a song that you all sung?" Like, and they it were like, so "Where did you too. go to school?" Like yeah. a cult. And I was like, maybe. Well, they and do that then, here with AFL clubs. AFL clubs have a club song. So when they go, if they win and they go back to the locker rooms, they all sing this, their AFL song. It's so bizarre. Yeah, but, you but know, I Catholic, just don't, I don't get it. Thing. It's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Um, Practicing singing. We could have been doing so much better things. Although we learned than- a lot about why you shouldn't be a Catholic in our religion classes. Like, we, I remember yeah. we learned so much and people, we were like, how come you're teaching us this shit? You're totally educating us of why this is a fucking con. Like, <laughs> this is the biggest rot. So I love that oh. fact. I love yeah. the history of that. And we did a lot of traveling and I was kind of like, yeah, they built this from, we were in Europe last year in September. My son came with us as well. And, um, we were in the Vatican and we were like, yeah, they fucking lied to poor people to build this and St. Peter's Basilica. They, told poor people if they buy these indulgences they can you know stay in purgatory you know less and all this other shit oh my god it's so (laughs) it is so stupid but do you know what i found the other day which i actually should have dragged out of the garage but i've got a box of notes you know that we passed each other at school you saved notes I still have them, like oh, little God. bits of these bits you need of paper. To, you need to send them to that page, like take photos of them. Oh, to no. Page. I don't know if people – they're not notes I wrote. Obviously, someone else has got them. And it's – and usually because I had Kiriana Bradley, Kate Belcher, Suzanne yeah. Green, and Cassie – Cassie Fowles. Fowler. And, yeah, Fowles. Yeah, yeah. And, 
in my form class. And so, you know, in third form, you do heaps of classes together. Mm-hmm. And the one of the notes that I read that made me absolutely die with laughter, it was how many boys will Kate Belcher kiss at the St. Pat's formal? <laughs> You know, don't you remember we had those dances with like other schools? Yeah, yeah. Kate Belcher was um, not like that though. Like I don't remember her being like that at all. Um, I I can't wait. I wouldn't have a clue. I hope I can't wait. I hope she comes. Well, you can ask. Yeah, you can do a podcast and ask her. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it's. I would be interested to know what other people remember because I don't. I don't. I remember. I remember how I felt about other people, like people that I liked. There wasn't really anyone I didn't like, or if mm-hmm. I have, I've just erased them from my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always felt like it was a pretty, like everyone was, were pretty cool people. There weren't many people, unless I was the bully, which also could have I been. Th- do you know, I the had case. those same thoughts. I had those same thoughts, but there's only one time where I was accused of being a bully and I, I was like, I got really pissed off because she said something horrible to me. And I, it was Becky McGuinness and you know, Becky back in the day, she was like an athlete. Like she was yeah. built for sport and she probably could have beaten the shit out of me because I was like underfed. Nah, it's <laughs> it's such how a... <laughs> you, if you're confident, people will believe that. They'll believe it. Yeah. They're not going to fuck with you if you're confident. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I remember, so I remember we all had a turn though of being like the outsider. So it was either like one person yeah. in your group that's the out. So we're going to treat them like fucking shit and then you're going to forgive oh. them. And then it's going to be, that's the kind of like, yeah, cycle I remember from high and school. And three way, three way calling. Oh, you know, people God. would call you and, and, and like bait you into saying mean things about someone else who was already on the call. My yeah. God, we really needed to spend our time doing other shit. Like imagine what, what we could have waste achieved. Of time. If we had that motivation How at good. high school, <laughs> what we could have done, we could be, we could have invented Facebook or something. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Instead of going, hey, let's plot against people that yeah. haven't actually done anything. We're just bored and we need someone to pick on for the next week or so. Because it's not like but we I didn't did have find, the resources. <laughs> no, but I did find all of that stuff stopped in sixth form. Yeah. Like sixth and seventh form. Everyone was friends. Everyone was nice to each other. And all that petty, catty Mm -hmm. shit just stopped happening. Mm -hmm. I got pregnant with Brie the first time I had sex. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not unheard of. Yeah, that that is some unlucky shit right there. But I was pretty hard pill to swallow too because as the first, they're not always the best fucking times, right? Like I think – Oh, nah. It's always awkward. And I don't think it was until like your early twenties where you realize, Oh, okay. This is what it's supposed to be like to have good yeah. sex. Like it's not yeah. supposed to be this messy and unfulfilling. You're like, wow. Okay. Why the fuck did I not know that as a kid? And I think that children these days or teenager these days are a little bit more attuned to their desires than we were. Yeah. And a little, and way more informed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, way more and way more, not just about what a man gets out of it mm-hmm. because it's so obvious when they're happy versus a female when, you know, well, well obviously we can fake it, can't we? Uh-huh. Um, we so don't yeah, even know that's... back then. You don't even know you're faking it. Like you think that's it. Yeah. What you're <laughs> supposed to be 
doing? <laughs> yeah. When really you're just thinking, fucking, just get it on with it. Like but that's I'm gonna so hurt bored. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. God, it's yeah, it's <laughs> sex is a young person. They have so much more resource. The internet's mm-hmm. been. The internet is a blessing and yet also a curse for stuff like that. Like they get, they get schooled up on this kind of stuff way earlier than they should be. And then they, yeah, I do feel their innocence is lost a lot sooner, I think. And I feel sorry for them that everything gets every, your worst moments can be put on the internet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like imagine if everything got recorded. There would be, there would have been a lot more evidence against me for Sister Valerie. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't like be a podcast stuff, like this. <laughs> well, yeah, and the stuff that I didn't get caught for, like, like letting off all the fire extinguishers in those P one and P two classrooms. <laughs> if there had been a fire in those, no one was getting there, saved because there was none we'd left. We used all the, we'd used all the bloody whatever that white stuff is in them. Um, yeah, if that had all been caught on camera, should it be funny to watch now? It but would it would, like these kids, you know, record each other doing dumb shit or that. Yeah, I think it's horrible or beating each other up or yeah, it's not. And then recording it for social media. So which what is would really you say? sad. What would you say to your past self, not your past pregnant self in high school? Like what would you say to your past self? Now, knowing what you know, where you went, and what, um, you know, what path you took, would you say anything if you had yeah, the opportunity? Yeah, I would. What, what, what and would that be? I told people that I, I told some people that I was going to be on this, and the first question they said was, "Would you have told yourself, don't get pregnant, don't do this?" And I was like, "Nah, yeah, not in a million years. Like that's my only child. It's the only child I." Ended up having as the only child I wanted. I wouldn't change her for anything. Mm-hmm. But I wrote some things down. So I'll tell okay. you. Because <laughs> cool. I thought about this. Okay. Your drinks are not bourbon, whiskey, or wine. The sooner you figure that out, the less problems that's going to cause you in terms of blackouts. Like bourbon makes me mm-hmm. real fighty. Mm-hmm. I'm a fighty person. Do you call yourself, um, do you have an alter ego? Like my yeah. Annabelle, if I drink too much, that I'm gone and Annabelle comes out and I've just left the party. Yeah. What do you so, call that person? What do you call that alter no, ego? So on my arm, there's a carrot. Right. So grow, Carolyn is my name, obviously, and that I have ginger hair and I got called Carrot, Carolyn. Now my friend's children call me Auntie Carrot. So my stepsister called. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, fuck it, carrot. Yeah. Um, so the person that is when I'm drinking is party carrot. So that person is. The fun no, or is normal, she one drink too many? <laughs> she's, she's fun if she's not drinking bourbon whiskey or wine. <laughs> so I can drink vodka, gin. Yeah. Like white spirits is pretty much it. Okay. Yep. Um, the next one is the sooner you work out that your parents' trauma is the reason why they treat you the way you do, you'll be a lot more forgiving. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tell myself shit gets rough, but you're going to be all right. It builds resilience and you're great at everything you do. 
if tacos can fall apart and still be amazing, so can you. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um, learn as much as you can about investing and don't ever get a credit card. Don't do it. Don't get a credit card. Do not <laughs> sign up for a credit card. Just <laughs> don't do that. So there's some strange years when you were 18 and you got your first credit card. Fuck, <laughs> some, mate. I don't even know what back. I bought, but I bought a lot of it. <laughs> I bought it all. Good advice. Um, one thing is send the letter to your grandmother. You don't be scared. So mm. the reason I'm going to Europe this year is because I'm going to meet my real father. I don't nice. think we have time to unpack all that. But I found out when I was eight that my father is not – the guy who I thought was my father was not my father, and mm. my father lives in Scotland. His mother – I got her address and everything from mum and I wrote her a letter and I never sent it. Mm-hmm. And I regret that she's dead now, but I regret not sending that. So that's probably one of my only regrets is that's that I great. didn't do that. Yeah, that's great. Um, get counselling. You need it. Everyone, everyone needs it. You'll be a better person, a better mother and deal with mm-hmm. your shit better. Yeah. Um, stay in sport. Get into weightlifting. It's better. It is about your mental health more than anything. Um, see the red flags. You don't need a man. You are, you are a bright light without one. And the one you married dim you way more than you realized. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's just don't just look out for red flags. We ignore them so badly when mm-hmm. we're young. Mm-hmm. Um, routine over motivation. So set your goals and make them part of your routine, whether that's saving money, being better at studying, learning something new. Motivation comes and goes, but if you carve out time and work on something, you get better at it. Yeah, great. So nice. it took me a long time to work out that because I have motivation. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to start reading 10 books at once and do all these things. Yeah. And then I stop because my motivation wanes. What I've worked out is that if you just set time up, put in calendar invites, whatever your thing is, write lists, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You achieve way more than than relying on motivation to get you to your goals. Mm-hmm. And also, right now at your age, you think forty years old. It fucking isn't. 